I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's good to be in your homes and it's good to be here with about 70 brethren as we phase back in under our governor's loosing restrictions. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Will you do something with me today that is the one and only goal of our church and should always be the one and only goal of our church, and that is to give glory to God? Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, the last two verses. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. amen. And amen. Will you give something to God with me today? We have not gathered to just learn about God. We have gathered to give glory to God. Notice how both verses open. Now unto him, in verse 20 and verse 21, unto him. This is something that we want to do for, to God himself. We don't just want to learn about him, we want to give something to him. The text says, now unto him, and it says, unto him, and what do we give him? Glory. And what is glory? Exalted praise. Not ordinary praise, not ordinary honor, but exalted, special honor and praise that we want to give to God today. He is able. Notice what it says. Now unto him that is able. I love a God that is able. Our God can do anything. That's what ability means. Our God is able. He has ability, which is the power to perform. Our God can do anything. Amen. And what a blessed God it is to worship that way. We can give Him glory just thinking about His ability, His power to perform anything that we could need or ask, and then far beyond, as the text is going to tell us. He is our Father. He's the potter and we're the clay, and that can be an endearing Reference to him, as you learned from Isaiah. But he's also our father, and he will give requests, which is what we ask, and he will give desires, which is what we think, and he'll go far beyond them when we don't know what to ask or desire. Right, right, Thank you, blessed God. Amen. Let's give him glory in the house of God today. Look at the degree of what he is able to do relative to our asking and relative to our thinking which is our requests and our desires. Look what it says. It says all. So it's not just some of what we ask or think. It's all. But he doesn't stop there by adding all. He adds above all. And so it's above all that we can ask or think, and it's not just above all that he says. It's abundantly above all that we ask or think, and he doesn't stop there. He says it's exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, that is our God. Amen. And this church is going to glorify God. And we want to do it today. And let's do it together. And let's do it with all our hearts. Amen. This text has been so abused. It's been so misused. It's been applied to toys, jobs, houses, spouses, cars. 
you know, somebody is looking for a raise at their annual review and they're thinking 5% and they get 7 And so they stand up in church and say, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. Oh, I wish they'd have seen me before they had their review and I would have told them they should have been expecting 10 so that they would have been disappointed with the 7 and they wouldn't have misused the text. The text has something to do with things far greater than a spouse, a house, a job, a car, a toy. It is eternal life. It is electing grace. It is regenerating power. And most of all, it is what is in verse 19 by the power of the Holy Ghost that he can shed abroad in our hearts. He can show in our hearts that passes knowledge, the dimensions of Christ's love, until we are filled with all the fullness of God. Now, who's ever prayed to be filled with all the fullness of God? He's able to do exceeding abundantly. We pray for it now because we have it, and we know that it's a good prayer request. But ordinarily, we wouldn't think that high that we could be filled with all the fullness of God. But there it is, right there in verse 19. Now, unto this God that has given us His Spirit, and Ephesians tells us more about the Holy Spirit than any other epistle, This God, we want to give Him glory for what He's done for us. And He's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we might ask or think. Notice that it says in verse 20, according to the power that worketh in us. This ability, this power, ability, power, to do work, to perform, is inside us. The power that worketh in us. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. In Romans 15, 13, it tells us that God is able to fill us with all joy and peace in believing that we might abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. It's a power that's already in us. It's the presence of God. So when we say, our God can do anything, well, that God is in us. And it's His power that is already working in us And he can do so much more than you have ever realized if we would give ourselves more fully and wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and wholly, H-O-L-Y, to him. It's the power that worketh in us. Notice that it says in verse 21, unto him be glory in the church. God chose congregational worship, and that's why we're here today. You know, we have 200 souls in our church, but we have 70 here today because we're bringing them back together for congregational worship. We're doing the best we can given our circumstances. And you at home, you're just as much part of us as we are of each other. And we greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it's in the church he wants us to give him glory. So he's chosen this place, and he's chosen the people in it, and he's chosen what we should do when the people get in it and come together, and that's to give him glory. And it says it in both verses. In the church, congregational worship, the glory of God is our goal. By Jesus Christ. Because it is our high priest that makes our sacrifices and our praise acceptable to God. And it's all right here in these two verses. It's through him. He's the great apostle of our profession. He's our great high priest. He's the bishop of our souls, and he's, he's our intercessor and our mediator, and there's only one of them, and it's him. And he is the one that makes our giving God glory acceptable to God. For how long? 
What's the duration of this matter? How long should we give glory to God? Throughout all ages, world without end. Now that's a Paulism. World without end. And you got to be very, I want you to just enjoy this. Do you love every word of God with me? Amen. I love these words. This is a Paulism. Because Paul's the one that says that they were now in the end of the world. But he says world without end. Because it's a Paulism just trying to throw out some words like this in the Bible forever and ever. What's the and ever mean? Come on. Enjoy the word of God. Sometimes, and Paul gets wound up at times, if you read Paul's writings enough, and he ends right here with amen because he's going to go on and give us some practical instruction in chapters 4 through 6, but it's throughout all ages, world without end, forever and ever, age, endless ages for the ages of eternity and ever. Anyway, any combination that you want to put on it, there's not some special meaning in it, world without end, because the world is going to end as we know it, and Paul's the one that told us about that. Hebrews chapter 1 says the Lord's going to fold this world up like an old garment and put it away, and there's going to be a new one. But anyway, let's get off that. Let's just enjoy it. Throughout all ages, world without end, and what should we say to that? Amen. Amen. Let it be so. Amen. Let's give God glory today. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven... Thou art the potter, and we are the clay. But thou art our Father, and we are thy children. And Heavenly Father, we do not have any relationship to thee through Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. Our relationship to thee is purely by your love of pagan, heathen, Gentile nations and calling us out of them. And we thank thee for it. We want to give thee glory today. We will give thee glory in Isaiah 63 and from Isaiah 64. You will get glory from a psalm that is about to be presented. We want to give you glory by our singing, by our praying, by our fellowship, by everything that we do today. We want to give thee glory in the church, acceptable to thee by Jesus Christ, and we ask thee to accept our worship through him. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that the great things that you are able to give us by the power that worketh in us, which itself is a gift that you've given by the Holy Spirit, is a fuller, clearer, deeper, wider, broader understanding of the love of Christ for us. Teach us that, even though Isaiah 63 and 64 may not deal with it directly. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that the situation in South Carolina is being loosened. We thank Thee for the greater number of souls we have here today, and we look forward to all of us being together in one place as Your Word describes. Amen. Be with our governor, bless him, protect him, guide him, teach him, lead him, and help him. Be with our president in the same ways. Heavenly Father, our trust is in Thee. Bless us by Thy Spirit. We confess our sins and ask Thee to have mercy upon us. Lead us now in thy worship as we give thee glory. In Jesus' name, amen.